welcome, and let your journey to soul expansion begin. I'm your host, Kristen Kaczynski. This show will take you on a journey of expansion, encouraging you to release the limitations of your mind and lean into the wisdom of your soul. Remembering who you are on a soul level will help you release your conditioning, expectations, limiting beliefs, fears, and worries, and evoke a life expanded by your energetic alignment. Whether you're an entrepreneur who wants to grow your income and impact, or someone who knows in your heart of hearts that you're made for more, this podcast will help you awaken the power that's already inside of you, allowing you to attract an easy flow of money, clients, opportunities, and fulfillment. In each episode, you'll learn something new, expand your consciousness, and you'll walk away with a glimpse of what's truly possible for you. If you're ready to follow your soul's calling and live a more expansive life, you're in the right place. Welcome, and let your journey to soul expansion begin. Welcome back to the Soul Expansion Podcast. I'm here with Daria, Daria Kotenko. Um, She is the founder and CEO of Yellow Iris Marketing, and she is here to talk to us about advertising and paid advertising specifically, and how we can start to bring in aligned ads that actually, you know, feel good for us. Don't feel sleazy. Don't feel like, you know, the typical wounded masculine type of sales um, that we're so used to seeing in the online space. And so I'm so excited to welcome Daria. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited about this conversation because I feel like so often people almost associate, oh, the sleazy marketing tactics with ads. And I'm excited to dive into more how, you know, align ads and what ads could look like. Totally. Yeah. And I I have to admit, like I personally had a huge bias against advertising, uh, paid advertising for a long time in my business. I always thought like organic was the way to go. You'll build your community that way. That way you really know that they, they love you and they love what you stand for. And I definitely think there's some truth to that. And I also think there's Um, you know, a time and a place for both. And I think that was a limiting belief I initially had, although I'm not ready to invest in paid advertising yet. It is something that's on my list, you know, in the coming months, because I do see the value in it now in helping you just to expand your reach a lot more rapidly. Um, So I fully admit to having the same (laughs) bias that we're going to be talking about today. Um, But I'm curious, because I know you um, initially started in more of the organic side. So what made you decide to shift into paid advertising? And how did you shift, if you had a bias before, how did you shift your own bias into, you know, feeling really good about working with paid advertising? Well, so for me, it was a kind of an interesting journey because at first I was like, okay, I want to do something online, <laughs> do something, right? And you, and I had a, like a blog for um, for a while about like Japanese language and everything like that. And I grew organically that really well. Like I grew to 10K in like nine months, I believe. And then I was like, okay, well, how do we make money with this? I mean, this is all great, the following, right? But like, where's the cash, right? And so this is where like I started, you know, investing in some courses. And I learned about coaching. And so at the same time, actually, I had a friend 
who um, nothing related to coaching, but they had um, a small business, small local business. And so I was like, hey, they really need help with social media. And so at first, my selling point to them was, I'm going to help you with social media. And at the same time, I was like, well, I think paid ads would really work for them. I mean, let's see. Because I saw for them the need of like, you know, small local business ad is the way to go because with the you know organic it's going to take a long time to actually get to the right people and so when I started helping them and I work with ads I was like whoa this is this is cool because <laughs> we're like we were able uh, it was a like a wedding venue so we were able to get uh, people in the door for them to book, you know, paid clients pretty much all uh, right away. And I was like, oh, this is this is awesome. And then I'm like, oh, I am actually good at it. You know, it's kind of like came about. And then I'm like, okay, I'm really interested in coaching. So this thing is kind of working. So how, why not combine that, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of, I suppose at first, I didn't see it for myself to use ads for myself, but when I helped someone to use ads and I saw the impact that it can create and that it can be done in a good way and it actually helps everyone because, you know, people who didn't know that they knew existed, they suddenly like, oh, this is cool. This is really helpful, you know? And so it was really serving everyone. And this is where I was like, well, I can do something with it. I can help people with this. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that it was serving everyone and that people who didn't even know about the venue, like started to discover it and that helped them, you know, pick the venue of their dreams. And I just got married, obviously. So like, I'm all about the wedding stuff, but, um, I think that's something that, you know, when we're, when we're kind of stuck in the organic marketing bubble, which I think a lot of coaches are, and like, there's some people who pride themselves on saying, seven figure business with zero paid ads. And it's like, you know, people love to use it as like a selling point that they are so good at organic marketing. And I think that's amazing. And I I think we, you know, have a lot to learn from them and there's nothing against that. But I do think there's this, this bias against advertising, because I think part of us feels like, Ooh, this is like annoying people, or this is like, you know, tricking people. I think there's kind right. of like that, that tricking people factor when it comes to advertise paid ads versus organic. Um, and it, it's, it's interesting because that's just one perspective, right? And if yeah. we are able to like broaden our mind and think, oh, well, like someone is actually like searching for this exact surface service and they can't find it. Exactly. We're actually doing them a service by exactly. advertising to them. Exactly. And another thing that I wanted to add to it, because a lot of times we, we say, well, organic marketing as if it's free. And it's like, it's not free. Like, just because you're not paying Facebook or Instagram directly doesn't mean that it's free. Like how much time do you spend editing one reel? I come on, seriously. <laughs> how much time do you spend YouTubing, Googling stuff? How much money did you invest in courses to learn about organic marketing? How much money do you pay your team if they helping, if you have a team and they helping you with content, right? So like, I think there is this, a little bit of a, um, 
how do you call it? Not misconception, but a little bit of a delusional that, oh, this is free. No, it's not. And even if you're not paying direct dollars for it, you're still spending a lot of time creating that content. And think about the idea that you can pay, I don't know, $15, $20, and that content goes way further, right? And you spend yeah. this little bit of time to create that content, but then you put money behind it. And so many more people saw that content, right? So I think there is that point that we really should admit to ourselves that what we think is free is not really free. I think we should really start there. And honestly, I was in the same boat for the longest time. Like yeah. I spent so much time creating like my blog and then I'm like, uh, and, and now what? Right. So there is that part of part of that. Um, another thing that I wanted to say is like, I think it's interesting if we think about our mindset as you know human beings our our mind does all sorts of tricks to us right because uh in my line of work i see people who who don't know how to sell and they go into ads because they feel that that's going to save them because then they can just invest and oh ads will do that for me i don't have to worry about showing up you know because they have that fear mm-hmm. and and for them ads are an escape from having to put themselves out there because it's easier sort of because you recorded ads and you don't have to show up on stories and be terrified and all of those things and then there's other side of the spectrum where people are like well ads are sleazy ads are this or that so I'm not gonna do ads but at the same time you gotta ask yourself do I have some sort of uh, mindset blocks that I don't want to be in front of more people. Mm-hmm. Is there something going on there? Because oftentimes it's not the ads. Ads are just the vehicle, just like anything else, right? Yeah. Just like Instagram, just like Facebook, I mean, TikTok, whatever, right? It's just another outlet. And so I think there's a lot, you know, things that a certain specific person will have as their baggage mm-hmm. that will manifest in a different way in the way they talk about ads. Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up. Okay. So I was literally just on another podcast interview talking about this. We actually, you know, will manifest something that we don't want in order to protect ourselves. And sometimes we even have like a secret satisfaction that comes out of it. Like there's a benefit that comes out of it. So we keep recreating the same reality. A great example with this is a breakthrough I had this year was I realized I enjoyed being the martyr. I enjoyed working myself completely to the bone, literally like to exhaustion and, you know, doing like way more than I actually had to do, but I enjoyed doing that. There was an unconscious like satisfaction I got out of doing that because then I could say I did more than everyone else and I could be the martyr and, you know, whether it worked out or not, I was still the martyr and that was satisfying to me on an unconscious level. And so you were so right about like our mind playing tricks on us. And I think that's so interesting. I never thought about it in the context of ads, but I think that is true where it's like, Ooh, or money mindset can also come into play with this. And I want to get into that in a minute, but Ooh, if I'm in front of more people, then what if I say the wrong thing? And that's something that a lot of people don't take into account when they're wanting to expand their income or their audience. They're like, oh, let me look at all the social media strategies I need to get there. But if unconsciously you can't handle being in front of more people because it will, you know, it will 
you know, wound your ego if they say right. that they don't like something that you said and you haven't like done the healing work to be able to handle, you know, the bigger responsibility that comes with a bigger audience, then you will not manifest that audience because the universe wants to protect you, right? So the universe right. wants to give you exactly what you want. So if we don't work through these deeper fears, then we're actually not going to get the results we want. Uh, totally, totally. And I had one client who like, we spend money on ads and she, she already has a big following. Like she has like 70, 80, maybe even 90 K uh, on Instagram. So she has a giant following. Right. And we have all these uh, people to masterclass. We filled her masterclass. Like, I'm like, great. This is going to be awesome. And then the, the card open period comes around and I see that she's like terrified. She's not showing up on stories at all. And I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, oh my goodness. She, she is afraid to sell. She's afraid mm-hmm. to sell. And, and, and this is where the money mindset comes in that like you, you can do certain things, but until you shift those things, nothing's going to work and you can have amazing strategy. You can have a following. You can have all the, you know, cause we all crave, Oh, if only I had a following, it's like, mm-hmm. you can't have a following and still fail because in the crucial moment, your, your mind will say, Oh no, no, no. I'm too sleazy. I'm too this. I'm too that. I'm just going to close the door, hide the, and cover myself with the blanket, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. I think that, this is where you know we really have to have a balance of strategy and the mindset because strategy alone like you are gonna hit the point where your mindset will sabotage everything without you even knowing it because it's gonna be very rational it's gonna sound really really rational oh ads are lazy oh yeah yeah ads are lazy so I'm not just gonna do anything right (laughs) and 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 we buy it from ourselves because we trust our inner voice But like, oftentimes, you know, when we talk about intuition and what I feel like, that's that stuff is scary. Like your intuition will not keep you safe. Your intuition will go, go jump, jump off the cliff, right? That's what your intuition is going to tell you. Yeah. And I think it's so true when we think of like the money mindset stuff too. So I kind of want to get into that. Mm -hmm. So I find like, so first of all, ads haven't even been on my radar until like this year. And then I was like, okay, let me like figure this stuff out. Let me kind of like think about this as a future investment for my business. And I started to realize that like, you really don't have to invest that much to actually start to get that momentum. So then for a while I was thinking to myself, okay, this is so interesting. Like people pay social media managers like $800 per month to organically comment on people's photos. And like, no one, I'm sorry. I, I love you if if you're a social media manager and that's working for you and that's working for your clients. I'm so happy for you. But for me and for my audience, I don't think it works anymore. I think like it's overdone. I think everyone does it. I think there's like the ability to sense, and maybe this is a limiting belief, but at least for me and for where I'm at and for how jaded I am, I guess, I think there's um, an ability to sense when it's a social media manager versus when it's an actual human being. And so I think people have like expert bullshit radars now where they're like, this is a social media manager. This isn't the actual influencer or whatever, or the coach. And so we, we invest like $800 per month or you know, maybe invest more than that on your social media manager to do organic outreach. 
but the ads, like, I mean, obviously you pay the person who runs the ads for you and optimizes them, your ads manager, but the actual amount that you spend to reach a much bigger audience for exactly. the amount of time investment is so low. I mean, how, how much do some of your like smaller clients spend on ads per day? Like how low can you go and still see results? Okay. So, well, there's a couple of things I want to uh, mention. First of all, in order to start with ads, you don't necessarily have to have ads manager. Like I'm working with the clients where we spent, you know, we're talking about 2K per month, right? Like I have, at this point, my requirement is 1500 per month as a minimum. Um, but like, you don't have to start there. There's a lot of benefit in actually like tippy-toeing in ads because number of reasons actually when you are uh, and i'm gonna dive a little bit into into technicalities stop me sure. if i'm getting too nerdy um here so uh, one when you uh, first of all you need to create your ads manager and making sure that if you're doing ads you're not doing from your personal account don't boost the post please don't Let's just get it out of the way. Um, so creating your ads manager, your, your ad account, everything like that. So once you have done that, one, you need to establish relationship with Facebook in a sense in order for them to actually allow you to spend those bigger amounts. So for instance, if you want to have those big launch, you're thinking about, okay, I'm going to, you know, spend a decent amount of money, fill up that mastery class or whatever your conversion event is, right? You might not be able to do that until you establish that relationship. So what I mean by this is, let's say you, you schedule your ads and at first they will charge you every like very small amount. So every $25, they will like bill you for that amount. And then they check, they check, did you pay? Was everything okay? And then they increase that amount. Right. And so over time, um, you're basically building that relationship with Facebook saying, hey, you can trust me, I'm going to pay back. Because when you have a launch, right, you, you basically are trying to spend a decent amount of money in a short period of time, right? So you have, you know, two weeks before the masterclass and you're trying to spend that $1,000 or 2000 whatever, right, in, that, in those two weeks. And if you have a brand new ad account, Facebook not going to let you to do that. It's going to simply cap you at like, I don't know, $25 a day, $50 a day, whatever, right? So there is a benefit in that regard in establishing those relationships on one hand. On the other hand, there is another benefit in um, educating your Facebook pixel. So if you have your pixel on your website, um, and you can even do that without ads. If you have a pixel on your website and people are visiting, then Facebook already will have a sense of what kind of people are visiting your website, what kind of people are more likely to buy from you, to download a freebie from you, all of those things. So what you can do, you really can start with like $5, $10 a day and build those small little things, right? It's not going to be like giant impact, but you already can you know, either grow your audience and attract new people, or you can help your existing audience to um, essentially go down your funnel, right? Like in your case, if you have a podcast, like probably not everyone listens to your podcast yet, but you could promote your podcast with ads. Very simple, you know, five, 10, maybe 15, $20 a day, nothing crazy, 
Mm-hmm. But you could promote your uh, podcast with some kind of freebie so you can get those emails, you know, um, and they start listening to your podcast, everything like that. So they already kind of getting to know you a little better. Yeah, mm-hmm. they might not like, it's not going to convert immediately into like, oh, this kind of return right. ad spend, right? But you already, you're building that relationship and that's beneficial in many ways. Mm-hmm. And so once you've done that for a number of months, then you can start working with an agency and that's where you're kind of like, okay, we already built the foundation mm-hmm. and then from there we can scale uh, up much faster and really yeah. get that return. Yeah, I love that. And I love the the recommendation of like promoting con like longer form content like a podcast where you're already putting the effort in, you're already like showing what's great about your expertise from what you have to offer, um, and just funneling people there because this is a funnel, right? Like this podcast yeah. is a funnel just as much as like, you know, an email funnel is a funnel. You listen, if you listen to it every week, you're getting to know me more. You're getting to know what I'm about more. You're building deeper trust with me. And it's amazing because I can record one podcast episode and, you know, limitless people can listen to it. Right. right. So a podcast can become a great funnel. And I love that idea of like promoting to that longer from content, whether it's a blog or a podcast right. or like a video series to just start to grow that base. Um, and then they can go down your organic funnel. Exactly. So is that, is that what you would recommend is starting with more of like, um, something that would just get people into your vortex kind of, if you're totally. not ready to hire an agency, like just building that audience organically. Yes. Yes. That is, that is exactly what I would recommend because things like, you know, filling up a mastery class, are there a more challenging um, one because of the time constraints? If you have a live masterclass that you need to like really do that in that moment. And also the ads themselves, like you need to be a little more specific and this and that when Essentially, when you tell people, hey, go listen to my podcast, like you're not asking as much of them. Like they can do that at any time, you know, you know what I mean? So it's a little bit easier to convince people to do that because um, it's 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 more casual sort of. And so you can have more success with your ads doing those casual things. And it's not going to cost that much. Right. And again, if you do that podcast funnel, for instance, you really want to make sure that a your podcast is on your website. Right. So you have a page on your website that is that you're not sending people to iTunes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, and then you have your pixel on your page. Right. You have your pixel on your website. And again, your pixel will already pick up. Okay, what kind of people are interested in this? Okay. And then you already have that you're building that knowledge in your ad account that eventually will allow you to like when time comes and when you want to do that launch, then your pixel already knows, okay, we are looking for those kind of people. Mm, Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's totally what I would recommend. And I think it can get a lot of like build up that relationship with your audience even faster than you would have organically. And uh, I mean, it might sound strange for me as an ads manager, but like, I like when people do both organic and ads. Ads are not replacement for organic because it's very different, right? Like with organic, you are establishing that relationship in a little bit different way. Like you can share about like your dog or this or that on your stories. You probably will not do that on that. I mean, you can't, you still can't. Like, but it's a little, it's a different medium. And so I think it really works best when it's both. Totally. Yeah. 
are a coach or a healer that is tired of chasing after leads, tired of worrying about where your money's gonna come from each month, and tired of using sleazy sales tactics that make you feel icky and make your audience feel icky, I have just the thing for you. So after working with over a hundred coaches and healers, and also after observing what happened in my own business scaling journey, I realized that there is a massive upper limit to complicated strategies. And what I found was you don't really need complicated strategies to be able to market and sell your programs. At the end of the day, all you need are basic marketing and sales skills, and then it comes down to your energy and your mindset. And Divine Feminine Sales has you covered on all three. And honestly, the biggest thing I've learned about sales is when you are able to tap into this divine feminine energy that we all have inside of ourselves, regardless of how you identify or what your biological gender is, when we're able to tap into our divine feminine energy, you become a truly magnetic force for your soulmate clients. They can't help but be magnetized to you and to want to be in your energy and to join your programs. It's like being the host of the hottest party of the season that everyone wants an invitation to, except that party is your program, right? And how cool would it be to be in this place where you can just magnetically attract people and have those I wanna work with you DMs every single day. All of this is possible for you when you join Divine Feminine Sales and I have a special offer for you. If you'd like to try module one of Divine Feminine Sales, you can do so for only $55. That's right, you can try module one for only $55 at trydivine.com. And if you decide that you totally love module one and you wanna upgrade to the full program where you get live calls with me, as well as Facebook group support, you can apply that same $55 to your full enrollment. How cool is that? So give us a try at trydivine.com. You will love module one. I take you through my offer creation framework and you get to keep forever access to that. So that in and of itself is way, way, way worth the $55. Let's be real. <laughs> Go to trydivide.com and let me know on Instagram if you sign up. I would love to celebrate you. All right, now back to the show. Absolutely. Yeah, so... I also want to kind of talk about, so we talked about a bit, like how our mind plays tricks on us mm -hmm. and how we, you know, we will create the limitations that will, you know, keep us safe or get us some sort of like unconscious satisfaction out of it. And you okay. talked about the cost of organic marketing. And I think it's so true that especially as newer business owners, we're willing to invest like hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on growing our, our organic audience. And the thought of spending five to $10 on an ad like freaks us the fuck out. It's like, oh my God, oh my God. Like I can't spend $10 on this ad like twice because like the world will end. And <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so I, I want to know um, if you have, if you have clients who have had that fear was, was there anything specific that helped them shift? Was it just like seeing the results or what, what have you seen that has worked for people who still have that fear? 
Oh, oh, that's such a great question. Um, yeah, yeah. People sometimes do really interesting things. I had one client who uh, they paid me at the time it was seven ninety seven, which price is very different right now. But they paid me seven ninety seven, and they put the block on ad spend at a hundred dollars. And I'm like, I cannot do anything with this. Why are you paying me if I can't do anything? But that's just a side note. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I think when it comes to that, the really important thing is first test test like know your offer, know that it works, and I think from there it's way more easier because I think a lot of people uh, they turn to ads because they're like, well, I have this thing, I'm not sure if it works, but I can't really test. I don't have an audience, and so I'll just run ads ads will fix everything, right? They kind of come to that as a, well, ads will fix everything kind of mentality. And um, and it doesn't, like, I mean, if, you're, if your funnel doesn't work, it doesn't matter how much traffic you lead yeah. with ads to that, like it's, it's not gonna work, right? And it's much better to test that with your organic audience mm-hmm. to at least know that, okay, people are buying it. People are interested in that, right? You have those beta clients, maybe paid beta, beta and everything like that. And then you go into ads. So I think once you know that, okay, I can make money with that, mm-hmm. I think it's way easier to shift on, okay, I can spend a little bit of money because I know that I can make money with this. Because if you don't know that you can make money with this, then you're like cleansing on every single dollar because there is that fear that what if I don't make it back? And so the more confidence a business owner has on like, I can make this back. I know I can. And I have confidence that this thing works. This thing helps people then that I think becomes way more easier. So I think yeah. it's it's more of a place in business that you need to be at, at the point of, in your business to really start running ads. Because yes, we said that, um, you know, organic content also takes money, but it's it's a little bit, your organic audience is still a little bit more forgiving because mm-hmm. those are mostly people who like know you. Maybe there are some of them are friends, maybe like, you don't need to convince a total stranger of buying this thing. You can convince somewhat warmer audience, right? And it's easier to convince them when you're not 100% there, when you're just starting out and you're still not 100% sure what that offer is, what that transformation is. I mean, you still need to get to that point, obviously. But it's easier to, to get those beta clients with, with your organic marketing than with ads. So I think that's where I would really like... Yes, ads are great, and yes, I think you should start sooner than you think you think you you are ready. But like, you do have to figure out. Okay, this is who I serve. This is what I do. You know, and this is what I charge. And 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 the people are paying for it. Like, you have to have a proof of concept at, at the very least. Yeah, I think that's so important to mention. Something I've been really leaning into a lot is that there's no such thing as like a get rich quick thing in business, even though we all want to believe it. And I think that's, that actually informs a lot of people's business decisions in the beginning. They're like, Oh, this program's promising me a 10 K month in 90 days. I'm going to invest. And they like, don't look into the details. They don't understand the support. They don't understand like that 
mentor's track record or what type of client they work with. And we kind of like blindly invest in things because we want to take the easy way out. And so I think like bringing up the fact that like you have to have that proof of concept first is just another example of like even ads is not going to be the get rich quick thing. Like you actually have to do the deeper work that no one wants to do both on a strategy side, both on like a business, like foundation side and on like the inner work side, like with the mindset and the energy, because either way, if you try to skip steps and you try to skip ahead and you try to get the quick fix, if you are successful, it's going to be short lived and you're going to come crashing right back down. Or more likely you will not be successful and you'll come crashing down and you'll, you'll blame the program or you'll blame the coach or you'll blame yourself. And the truth is no one is to blame, but you can't skip steps. You really have to go and do the deeper work that every business owner has to do. Exactly. Exactly. And I think so often we're like, well, why, why this doesn't work for me this works for this person, but it's like, you have to ask yourself, okay, where are you in the mental space? Where are you in your uh, money mindset space? And and sometimes taking a little longer is not a bad thing necessarily. Like you want to build that stronger foundation to your business to last. I mean, I doubt that many people are here to like, okay, I want to make money for a year and then I'm good. You know, like you want to build that foundation. And also you also need to build that foundation in your mind because sometimes like, there's there's things that you can do for a short period of time but you have to get comfortable on that level and being like being seen all the time like if you want to grow that following you have to get accustomed to that idea that yes I am the kind of person that could be recognized in the street and be like oh hey you're such and such right like Uh, I think I think and those things sometimes take time like the strategy is actually faster than changing this, the, the, your mindset of like, oh shit, yeah. I, I, I am that kind of person. Yeah. Well, and I was just thinking like, I've had limiting beliefs that I worked through before where it was like, I was afraid of having more than a certain number of people in my programs, even though like I would say like from my conscious mind, I want 10 people or I want this many people in the program unconsciously, I was afraid of that because then I knew for sure if I got to a certain group, like a certain size group, I wouldn't be able to please everyone. So my people pleaser was coming in and she was like, unconsciously, she was like, okay, we can only accept, we can only receive 10 people at a time, or we can only receive 20 people at a time. Because if we get to 30, then we can't control everything. And we might upset someone and then the world might come crashing down. (laughs) So it's so funny. Like, this to your point the strategy even like learning ads I'm sure is like a little bit faster than we think it is even though we're spending all our time on that when when we actually look at the bigger picture the mindset and the energy and what we're putting out into the universe is having a much bigger impact on what we're actually manifesting and until we go deeper and do that work we're gonna keep getting the same results and yeah yeah it's funny too because sorry and then I'll let you go but um I actually would like raise my prices and I would, you know, get, I would, so at first I had an issue with like the number of people in a group. And so I would get to a certain number of people and I couldn't scale beyond that. 
And so then I worked on that limiting belief. And then I had an issue with the amount of money I could receive. And so I like raised my prices and it actually shrank my group, which that doesn't always necessarily happen. And I was like, huh, that's weird. Why am I attracting fewer people now? And it's because I had an energetic threshold of how much money I could actually receive. So it, it can work in a lot of different directions that we don't initially understand. Yeah, yeah, totally. And to your point, I think there's also like, oh, I am the kind of person that runs paid ads. Oh, I am that kind of person. Like shifting yourself in that mentality that I am that kind of person that can, you know, drop 10K, uh, 2K on ads and be fine because I know that the return is much greater. Like mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's as much into to strategy of ads as much as to like actually shifting to that because also with ads, the interesting thing is, like you have to test things and you have to, you know, some audience works, some audience don't. And sometimes it's hard to predict well, what will work, what, what will not work, right? And so you have to go through or like, okay, we're testing these audiences. We'll see in this work, this doesn't work, you know? And it sounds simple, but like when it's like your money, it's like, oh my goodness, I spent $50 on this. I didn't get any, any leads. Oh my goodness, I'll just throw everything off. Oh my goodness, you know? what I mean so it's like in the moment it get really get into your mind of like oh this doesn't work but no you have a process you know you there's a testing strategy calm calm down right and so yeah there's as much mindset and mindset can interfere with your strategy like you can know that oh I need to test these many audiences to you know then determine the winner whatever right but then in the middle of it mindset would tell you of like oh no I'm spending all this money it doesn't work now I have run ads for a whole two days and by the way two days is nothing (laughs) (laughs) a whole two days I'll just turn everything off right so you can really like if you don't prepare yourself for that if you don't step into that version of yourself that I am that kind of person that can see the return down the line I you know I I don't expect the return immediately and I can test things and spend money on testing things knowing that it's going to pay off later down the road right you don't step into that you can get really it can get really easy to be in the like, ah, the world is ending kind of situation. Yeah. And how true is that of business in general? I think we have this misconception that like, we, we see like the unicorns where it's like their income went up and up and up and up and up and up and up. And it was like a perfect, beautiful linear pathway. But I know for me, and I'm sure it's true for you, business is not linear at all. It goes up and down. It takes a while to stabilize. And you have to be able to hold the vision before you get to that stabilization where it does continue to increase exponentially or in more of a linear path. But so often I think we quit too early because we see the ups and downs and we're like, oh my God, I'm failing. Oh my God, I'm not cut out for this. Oh my God, you know, nobody likes me. Oh my God, my audience hates me. They don't want anything I'm selling. Right. Right. We create all these stories around. Around the path, but if you smooth the path out for like three years, let's say, like let's say you look three years ahead, you had to go through that unstable period in the beginning to get to the million dollar payday. But so many of us are not willing to, are not able to hold ourselves in those ups and downs. And that's actually a lot of the work that I do is simply helping my clients hold themselves in the uncertainty because I'm sorry, it's not a corporate job. It is uncertain. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yep. 
No, totally. And and like, uh, there's so many points I know want to make. Like one, uh, I think we started business about the same time. And like over this, what, two, three years, however long, like I've seen people that are like, oh, that person had this idea. Oh, cool. Then six months later, what? Are they doing what? And I'm like, okay, okay. And then six months later, it's like, oh, you're doing this now? And it's like, oh, no, you just, you were almost there. Like, you can see you were almost there. Yeah. And they're just dropped because it gets, well, hard, quote, unquote. And another uh, thing that I want to mention, too, is, like, I personally, like, I mean, I, I run ads and I like numbers. I like the, you know, uh, what's that, objective I suppose you can call it a a side of things. And like, I do the strategy, I did this. And I like people who are like, have very specific steps for me. And then it got to the point where I had a really great month. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. And this and that. And then I kept doing the same things. But the next two months were nearly as close. And they're like, oh, so there must be more than just steps you take so it came for me it came to like empirical evidence of there is more than strategy like yeah point blank right like there's other things and until you see that evidence of like hmm like all the steps I took were literally the same and somehow like it dropped and and then you gotta ask yourself okay so what is going on in my mind what what is the belief that is holding me back or you know self-sabotage that I'm doing and so I think so many people think like oh it's woo-woo no it's like there's data behind that too and you're like oh when you see the data I'm like "Mm -hmm." okay there must be something to it Absolutely. And I think that, I mean, what you just said is exactly how I came to do the work I do now. I, I always say like, I didn't turn to spirituality because I believed in it. I turned to spirituality because I needed something to believe in. And I got to this place in my business where I was doing all the steps, all the strategies that had worked for me in the past, by the way, like I had, you know, made 10 K months with it, but then somehow things just started falling apart. And it was because I internally was falling apart, not because the strategies didn't work, not because I was doing anything wrong, but because I didn't have the internal CEO foundation to be able to handle, you know, more responsibility or more money coming in or more people criticizing me. Cause as you become a leader, you're going to get criticized. Not all the time, not by everyone, but you have to be able to handle those sorts of things with grace. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's so powerful when, when you actually come to it from that place of not believing in it, because then it's like, Oh, like I actually proved myself wrong. I proved myself wrong that this stuff doesn't exist. So now I have to believe that it exists because I don't have any other choice. I literally tried to prove it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I did literally everything and somehow it's not the same results. Okay. So what is out there? Yeah. Yeah. No, I love what you said that I had something to believe in. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. That, that that yeah that is so true and I think uh, speaking to criticism like that's another thing like if you're running ads continuously and with a decent budget you're gonna yeah you know I've seen some people who get some pretty deep deep things in on their ad like in the comments like you, you have to get to that point where like ah whatever you know people yeah people's gonna say whatever and and it's reflection of what they have 
the stuff that they have to work through and that's okay. And, you know, they're projecting it on you and that's okay. So you also need to prepare yourself from that standpoint that you might get some nasty comments on your ads. And that doesn't mean that, you know, what you're doing is wrong. Like Mm -hmm. you are doing a service. and And I think that's why it all comes back to, do you believe in what you do? Right. Yeah. Do you believe in that transformation that you provide for people? And if you do, you want you want to serve more people, like point blank. Like if you're taking people from having a problem to like not having a problem or you know, elevating their life to the next level, like you want to serve more people, right? Like you're like a doctor, you wanna you wanna save everyone, right? Yeah. And so that's this is where I feel like ads become kind of no-brainer because if you have a proven transformation and you know that you can make money so you can take care of yourself and you can take care of other people then why not but if you're not there yet then it's like any comment can really poke you and like yeah all sorts of drama totally and I think one other thing that you said that I wanted to kind of close up on was knowing that like really believing in the work that you do and I think that's another mistake that newer entrepreneurs consistently make. And I definitely made myself. I did what I thought would make money at first. And when I started doing that, it worked at first, but then I realized, okay, this is not sustainable. It's not driving me. I don't love this. And not only that, but I stopped making as much money because it wasn't led from the heart. And then Mm -hmm. when I shifted into something that is really, truly led from my heart and really, truly helps people. And when I'm able to help people with it, it really, truly gives me fulfillment beyond money. Then Mm -hmm. I started making way more money because it was like, okay, I don't even care. I mean, I care about the money. I want to get, I want to make a lot of money. I want to get my needs met. I want to provide for my family. I want to be a millionaire. I want to, I want all those things, but that's not the only thing that's driving me. And if the money is the only thing that's driving you, whether it's with ads or with organic marketing, then there is a breaking point because money doesn't fulfill us as much as we want it to. Absolutely. Like you're not, you're not going to be happy with any amount of money. And like, I I like to say that, you know, happiness is a choice and happiness is an internal work. And so you have to get yourself to that point of like, okay, what is that? What makes me happy? What do I want to do? And then from there, you can really have that abundance because you feel that fulfillment and, and you have that energy that, that people will sense regardless if you're using organic or paid marketing like you can sense that when when the person is in alignment when the person is in 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 flow in in doing what they love and knowing that they transform life lives and also doing you know their 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 work what they meant to be doing in this world right so you can sense that no matter what and going back to like you know rounding up was align ads i think that's what alliance ads are all about showcasing what you're here to do to more people that's it right yeah like you and you don't need sleazy tactics then like you don't need all those things all you need to do is communicate what is that you do and inspire people to to act on that that's it that's that's all ads are like you just put money behind that message and that's it you don't have to like Yeah, I don't even want to go there. Oh, what a fucking statement to the universe, though. Like putting money behind your message, right? Like, I love that you said that. Like, 
what a statement to the universe when you're coming from this place of such deep alignment with what you do and how you help people that you just put money behind it and you just trust that it's going to come back to you tenfold. I mean, right. Right. That gave me chills right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I didn't realize I said that until you repeated it to myself. I'm like, Oh yeah, that was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Daria, this has been such a fun conversation. Let us know how we can find you. If we're ready to hire you as our agency, um, how we can hire you, all the things, tell us all your social media profiles and your website. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for having me one more time. And uh, so I am at ads by Daria on Instagram. And my agency is called Yellow Iris Marketing. So you can find me and my services at yellowirismarketing.com. So I have one service that's specifically for launch and another one that's ongoing. So based on what you need, we can find an option. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Daria. And thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Soul Expansion Podcast. Uh, Make sure if you love this episode that you tag both me and Daria on Instagram. And again, her handle is ads by Daria. Um, And share this with a friend. If you have a friend who's like, Oh, I, I don't know about ads. Like, I feel like they're not for me. I feel like they're sleazy. I feel like they're gross. Maybe this episode will help them shift their perspective and grow their impact and their business as a result. So share it with all your friends. And I can't wait to hear from you how you like this episode. Bye guys. Thank you for honoring your soul's calling today and taking the time to listen to this episode of the Soul Expansion Podcast. If you have a question you'd like featured or have a topic idea, I would love to hear from you. Find me on Instagram at Kristen Kaczynski and send me a DM with your request. Remember, you are a truly limitless being. The limits you see now are only an illusion. Whatever it is that you desire, that's already yours. It already exists in the universe here and now. You simply have to awaken to what you already have. And I hope this episode brought you a little closer to that truth. If you love this episode and would like to give from your heart and appreciation, please take a few moments to screenshot it and tag me in your stories on Instagram or write a brief review on your favorite podcast platform. Your voice truly matters and your feedback helps to spread abundant expansion to a broader audience. And what a gift that is, right? Just think about how much abundance will come back to you if you help a friend experience their own soul expansion. And with that, I just want to say thank you for being you. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I'm Kristen Kaczynski and I love you.